0: with Ed Easton Jr. We are back once again and it obviously this is a holiday week so I know a lot of people are probably in transit as they're listening to the show today and you know if you are doing the traveling that usually happens around this time happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Uh, Enjoy you know whatever relative you're visiting. I understand the, the flights are usually packed around this time and this is kind of like when you just want to make sure, you know, you just with family and you're just safe. So for those that are out there traveling, be safe. And hopefully my uh, my show today is uh, is comforting, especially if you're a, a WWE fan or if you're just a wrestling fan in general. Today's show, I, I just want to focus on uh, the world wrestling, you know, entertainment. And like this past weekend, uh, Survivor Series was the big event. Uh, It also consisted of this weekend having uh, NXT, which is the minor league affiliate of World Wrestling Entertainment, having its big pay-per-view event on that Saturday called War Games. Now, I couldn't do this alone. I I couldn't just go through a huge breakdown of what happened with NXT War Games and uh, WWE Survivor Series, so I had to go check with a good friend of mine, Mr. Lincoln Lynx Ricketts. He is a... Basically, i would to call him a wrestling analyst. The guy is on Twitter every single time there's an event, whether it's in America or it's in New Japan. The guy has an opinion on everything. He's definitely an avid watcher and follower of what's going on in the world of wrestling, so his opinion on it is very much needed, so we just have extended time just talking about everything that was going on in those events. I mean... Survivor Series is amongst the big four when it comes to wrestling, so it is a big deal. It's uh, that event that happens right before Thanksgiving, and it kind of sets you up for their road to WrestleMania. Now, the road to WrestleMania, for those that are not wrestling fans, WrestleMania is the Super Bowl of WWE. It is their biggest event. It is the one that everyone knows. The marquee matchups are all done for WrestleMania. Survivor Series... Uh, is, is amongst the other big four pay-per-views where you only used to have four pay-per-views per year that kind of just sets everything up. It's the last pay-per-view technically of the last big pay-per-view of 2017 technically. So everyone wants to gear up and make sure they have everything set up. They do the elimination 5 on 5 which is traditional First Survivor Series. They had that whole setup with the Raw versus Smackdown brands. Uh, I break all this down with Lincoln and just just what, you know, it really means at the end of the day. I mean, this was a, uh, it was pretty much a, a, a great setup for what's to come in the world of wrestling, NXT war games, and just what that means going forward. Because the uh, NXT war games, uh, believe it or not, was something that hadn't been done in decades. So to bring back a match that people loved back in the day, and it was uh, designed by the great Dusty, Dusty Rhodes is uh, something cool, and I, I just, I like the fact that uh, WWE paid homage to it, and they really went above and beyond, because I thought the event was amazing. Both events were pretty good. I, I do have to always give the slight edge, in my opinion, to um, NXT. Just the, the wrestling quality was to a high extent. So once again, for everybody listening, this is a pure, just a pure wrestling show. Okay, so wrestling special, breaking down Survivor Series, breaking down... Uh, what happened on Raw the very next night, as well as the uh, NXT War Game. So, this is full wrestling. And just for you know, they the keep adding on to that whole wrestling uh, special episode tagline that I'm giving us. We also talked about the upcoming matchup between Chris Jericho, the best in the world. Yes, quote unquote, the best in the world, taking on Kenny Omega in New Japan and how it's a one off and just the whole breakdown of it. It's um it's definitely a huge match in the world of wrestling. May not be WWE affiliated even though Chris Jericho at one point is, but he's not. I'm not gonna reveal the whole identity of that situation but let you guys listen to the debate and discussion I have with Lincoln a little bit later. But uh as always, um I appreciate everyone's comments and their thoughts and just it's just different things. Um I do want to give a quick shout-out to uh, just like the Barclays Center and to Madison Square Garden putting on two amazing events in college basketball this past week. Uh, You're talking about the 2K Classic that took place in Madison Square Garden. Um, uh, Just amazing games. Uh, You got to see Providence come out big. I actually made my debut with uh, BustingBrackets.com doing a little contribution to them writing. So uh, check that out. On uh, BustingBrackets.com, wrote about the Providence, Providence, uh, the Friars winning the 2K Classic in college basketball. So definitely, uh, be able to look out for that, as well as the uh, the Legends Basketball Classic that was going on in the Barclays Center. Uh, for everyone that doesn't know what that's about, that's also a tournament. You got a uh, Penn State, you got Pittsburgh. Uh, just these are all the upcoming teams right now for the season as the season is basically underway for those that are wondering for my other fellow college basketball fans and diehards out there. A lot of good stuff. But like I said, this show is all about wrestling. That's what it's all about. It's special about wrestling. So get your helping. If you're listening to this on, on Thanksgiving, thank you once again. Thank you. Make sure you get your extra scoop of uh, uh, mashed potatoes, uh, you know, uh, I guess sweet potatoes or whatever you eat for Thanksgiving. I can just name off a bunch of different foods because I I know me personally, I just like the turkey. I like, you know, uh, some stuffing, uh, things like that. Some pie. There's got to be some pie, all right? Some pumpkin pie, something like that. So for everyone listening, just kick back, relax if you're a wrestling fan, and I'm just going to take you back and break down a very interesting, interesting time in sports entertainment. So, before I go I and make sure, uh, just get everybody up to speed. Triple H, for those who don't know, not only just a wrestler, C C O O of WWE, is the brainchild behind NXT, and that's what's become the biggest hit right now as the uh, minor league affiliate of WWE. He put together the War Games pay per view, and he he had a special uh, Q and A on Facebook. Just letting people know um, what his thoughts on the matches were. So I have some pieces of that uh, that we're going to check out. And then I'm going to get into the conversation with Lincoln and we'll just break down everything that happened in wrestling. So thank you to everybody for uh, tuning in. You're listening to Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, if you took War Games, the match, out of it, um, it was unbelievable. Yeah. An unbelievable night. You put War Games on top of it. A match that, um, when you have something with that much history behind it, it hasn't been seen in 20 years. That much history, that much, um, you know, just icons of this business have been in that match. Dusty's creation Mm -hmm. but the Horsemen and Dusty and Sting and Luger and just the Road Warriors. Everything from the beginning through. You create that much history. Um, there's a lot of pressure. Yeah. To, uh, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna take that that mantle and you're gonna take that name, you better deliver. There were some changes to this. There was a lot of speculation about those changes. A lot of back and forth. A lot of people, very passionate about those changes. What I'm really proud of the the guys that were in that ring tonight is they took something from the past. They didn't stand on anybody else's shoulders. They didn't stand on anybody else's roof. They made it theirs. Yes. Um, they brought it into something for today. They brought it into something new. They made it now. They made it the future. You know, War Games, they relaunched a brand tonight, um, taking it to a whole nother level. And I think that that is, um, that's the most you can ask for in that situation. I mean, I can be, that, that match was incredible. Yep. This might very well have been his first visible step of changing the world. Um, from the moment he walked through the doors of the Performance Center, it was clear that this was a once in a lifetime athlete with once in a lifetime ability, different from anybody we've ever seen before in some ways. Um, you know, you to, to step on a stage like this tonight yes he made some mistakes yes he um, had some some things where he showed that he was the rookie in there with yeah. a veteran but to deliver at that level this early in his career homegrown never you know it's it's uh, sometimes when people talk about NXT and they talk about where people have been before this is a guy homegrown never been any place else um, Huge night for Lars Sullivan. Um, Cassius Ono, nothing to be ashamed of. Amazing talent, just a little bit overwhelmed tonight. You know, there's there's something to that Velveteen dream, just looking to make a name for himself in this world. Everything about him screams that, right? He just wants people to notice him. He wants to be famous. He wants to be world known. He wants to be an icon in this business, and that starts one person at a time, and everybody's going to know his name was with Aleister Black. Those two, um, you know, I'm a big believer in styles making matches, but those two tonight, arguably match of the night, it's hard to say what was because it was an unbelievable night, but arguably match of the night. I mean, it was amazing the chemistry those two have, watching them fight, but I think the one thing that came out of that is you realize that Aleister Black is legit um, and is a future star, but also well, is a star right now. Yeah. Velveteen Dream established himself in a whole nother level that I don't think anybody saw to that degree.
0: He brought out a new level of Aleister Black, which is so tough to do.
1: And in the end of the day, um, I think that was acknowledged by Aleister Black to sit there and say, you know, enjoy your infamy, Velveteen Dream. I'm going to say your name. I'm going to say it to the world because you deserve it. It's a cool moment for both of them. Well, After Asuka, you know, um, very happy for her. The, the mark of a champion getting beat, not succeeding, you know, things not going your way, but just picking yourself up, dusting yourself off, and coming back at it again and again and again yeah. until it is your time. That's that's the mark of a real champion. Amber Moon proved that tonight against three other women that any one of them could have taken that. Peyton Easily, Royce, yeah. Nikki Cross, Carrie Sane, anybody could have won that match and and it would have been the right person and the right field to carry this into another era. Um, but Ember Moon showing why she was the one that pushed Oscar the hardest. And then to me, just a, in a moment of pure, just class, um, Asuka just wanting to be here to be able to hand over that championship to the new champion, um, just a just an amazing moment. Yeah. Always been in him, you know. For Andrade, sometimes you just have to have something put you on the path to focus. She clearly has done that for him. The transition from him, from what he was, which was he was just a guy that I kind of felt he was just happy to be here, because he happy to be in NXT, happy to be, uh, you know, happy to be where he was, yeah. to a guy not happy to be that guy anymore to a guy that wasn't gonna take no for an answer. Amazing match, Drew McIntyre, phenomenal champion. Um, But I just left his locker room and it looks like Drew might, uh, we're not sure, he might have a torn bicep. Um, That's pretty much what put the end to that match. That's a tough night. Um, Drew Drew is a guy that has had success. Had it taken away, Mm -hmm. worked extremely hard, um, and against all odds got a second chance. Succeeds at that second chance and it all falls apart. Um, And it looks like because of an injury. So, uh, tough night for Drew McIntyre, tough night, he's gonna, He's gonna have a sleepless night. He's gonna to go tomorrow get an MRI done and probably end up having surgery this week if if it is what we think it is. So,
2: Sports Social with Eddie Kingston Jr. We are back here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio, and I have on the line with me now. Now this guy is pretty much if you follow him on Twitter at Mad Links, he has every different wrestling update. Now I'm talking about from not just WWE, but he gives you like a lot of New Japan stuff. And I'm not really a big New Japan guy, so he's kind of keeping me informed. And he's gonna let us know what he thought of just this crazy weekend with WWE. I got Mr. Lincoln Ricketts on the line. Links, how's it going, man? It's going, going. It's, go- it's going good, man. It's really going good. All right, now yeah, it was a crazy, especially after a weekend of wrestling. Oh yeah, that, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I'm like, you had this crazy weekend when you're talking about, uh, you know, it's obviously Survivor Series weekend. That was the whole banner. But on uh, mm-hmm. Saturday, this past Saturday, we had uh, War Games, like the Return of War Games. This this great um, match that happened back in WCW for about what I think it was like last was twenty years ago. That was the twenty years, nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, and it was created by uh, Dusty Rhodes, and uh, just you That's know, complete, great history. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, just like just a great history with it. So. Um, Just the whole thing is NXT is doing
0: it. Um, What were your thoughts just like hearing about War Games itself coming back? All right, so
2: War Games itself. So when the first one I watched was the one from WCW. I know about the history of it with Dusty Rhodes, but the one with WCW that had the NWO, NWO, Wolfpack, and WCW when he had Ultimate Warrior, it was just such a mess. Even though it had... You know, Ultimate Warrior, DDP, Bret Hart, I had uh, Stevie Ray, Hulk Hogan. It was a great individual spectacle to see, but as together, it was such a mess. So, at first, I'm like, oh, I don't know how they're going to do it. But the thing is, this is NXT. The last four takeovers we've seen has been not showed up amazing. So, I know if anybody can do it, it can be Triple H. And sure enough, uh, they really completed it very well. I think it was an excellent show, excellent takeover. Um, it was kind of messy a little bit, but you, it's, that's expected. You have nine people in two rings with a steel cage over it. Of course, it's going to be messy, such as it was hard bleeding from Alexander Wolf, Clayton Dane, and Eric Young. Basically, all of sanity was bleeding throughout the whole match. But throughout the whole match, it was just great action from the beginning of Adam Cole, Roger Strong, Eric, Eric Young. Just, those three individuals are the leaders of their respective team, and it showed. In the beginning of the match, but as the match went on, it was just like I said, nothing sort sure of amazing. Yeah, you know, it's funny when I saw like the lineup itself, of just having, you know, I'm I'm starting to grow to appreciate Roderick Strong a little bit because I wasn't a fan of him. Yeah, but um, yes. you know, the guy in the ring, he gets the job done in the ring. Uh, yeah, of course, you have put him with the authors of pain. Um, just, just the people in it, sanity, uh, you know. Which was weird at first. I will yeah. say that, like, they just put them there for, like, are oh, you just joining them just to join. And, you know, it didn't make sense story-wise. Uh, I mean, well, other than the fact that he didn't like the Undisputed Era, but the fact that he joined the AOP. And it was a little bit weird, but, again, I will never doubt Triple H ever again because they put <laughs> on a great show. It's a good, like... Roderick and AOP actually worked together very well throughout that whole match. Well, they definitely did. Uh, it was just interesting to me watching the way uh, everybody just kind of you know went through because I, I was wondering how are they going to make it different? Because, you know, obviously you have to kind of enhance it a little bit because this has been an old match that hasn't been done in so long. How are they going to keep people interested? And the concept always was—it always puzzled me that the match doesn't officially start till everybody's in there, even though know, there's people running in there and fighting every five minutes. It was um, that was great. I I will say this: you know, the old rules, because it's not the same war game rules as you know, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. 20 years ago, you used to be an individual person that you didn't know that keeps going into the ring. But I think that will make the, the match last longer. And the more boring. Like, we don't want to see a match go past its time. So the fact that they just made each team go in every five minutes, three minutes, and two minutes, wasn't the perfect way to set up for this, these war games in, in this modern era. Yeah, I, I thought that was, um, like I said, I thought it was really cool, just the whole setup. And, then, you know, it just brought back to nostalgia, seeing the two rings set up next to each other. Um, it was. Matches- and yeah, and the thing is about that match was I was kind of worried. I didn't even know that was going to be a match of the night, to be honest, because you had uh, Velveteen Dream versus Alistair Black, who I think people who watch TakeOver, they don't watch every NXT episode. I do, and I knew that this was the feud of the entire card. Even if the War Games was there, the feud of the entire card was Velveteen Dream versus Alistair Black, polar opposites of each other, and they made a hell of a match. They, no, they really did, and I, it's funny because um, I think it was, I, I know it was running like Patrick Clark or something like that. He mm-hmm. was one of the Tough Enough guys, I think, from um, uh, a couple years back. Am I correct with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yes, he you was. Know. Who got picked up by Paige, yes. Yes, he did. Yeah, I, rem- I remember that. Um, it, it's funny to see the way he's owned that character. Like, he's made that character, you know, bringing the whole um, Rick Rude sort of moves in there and uh, the types, I thought it was cool and and he's kind of created, like, a mix of, you know, his own personal brand with Rick Rude, with Goldust. And I, I liked it. Like I said, I think the guys really caught on now with the audience. Before, I think people were oh, kind of weirded out by him. But
0: now people yeah, was, are growing to him.
2: He he definitely was over throughout the whole match. They were saying, say his name, say his name. They were rooting for him more than Alistair Black, because Aleister Black right now is a stable for NXT. I think he may be, like, the male Asuka for them. I'm not saying that he should or... That he's that amazing. I mean, he's really good in the ring. He he sells his strikes and everything like that. But you knew he was going to win. It was the manner of putting over the um the other opponent, which is Velasquez Dream, who you we weren't sure coming into the match that he was going to receive really well. And again, I'm going to keep saying this the whole time we talk about NXT. Trips Triple H, he knows what he's doing, and it worked. Even from the short match to Lars Sullivan versus Cash's owner to make sure that Lars Sullivan is the Braun Strowman of NXT, you know they had um, uh, the Fatal Four Way match. Who uh, we all know. I mean, I personally thought it was gonna be Nikki Cross, but I was so happy to see Ember Moon win the NXT Championship. I was happy too, but I gotta be honest with you, I was a little disappointed by the Mm -hmm. match. I mean, I I thought the match was. Me personally, it was in the standards of NXT, especially what we have seen. Together, uh, uh, as a WWE universe of the women's wrestling NXT, yes, it was a little bit lackluster, but it wasn't a bad match. I think it was an above-average match, to be honest, especially after watching, you know, the Survivor Series women's match. I think it was definitely above-average.
0: Yeah, it was it was good. Like I said, um, you know, Kari Sane, uh, I think she's going to be the future,
2: you know, Oscar of that NXT division once they move Ember up. But um, what happens now, like, Nikki Cross, I feel like she can still stick around. She's still going to do stuff with Sanity. Peyton Royce, I mean, her and Billy Kay, they've been in NXT for a while now. Is it time I to, was, like, you know, to move them muscle? Like, what are you going to do with these? You, now, here's for so my, long. I was so weirded out. Not weirded out, per se, but I thought in my personal, you know, you know when you put your writer's hat on for WWE, like be, like, what, the, what you think they should do? <laughs> I yeah. thought that uh, they should put it on Peyton or Nikki, because mm. I thought that Ni- or that Amber was going to, like, buy a Royal Rumble or mm. WrestleMania, make it up to the mm. main roster, especially around SmackDown, and make mm. her, like, a Becky Lynch in terms of never winning the title, but you know that she was probably the best worker in her era. You know, right. Not with Oscar there, but she was. I mean, let's be honest. Her and Oscar, well, she gave Oscar her best matches, her best two matches on the card, on mm. NXT. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um, so I thought they were going to So they put it on Ember, and I think that she will lose it just as quickly as she got it. And not to say that she's better than that in terms of the booking and making the making sure that she rises up and goes to the main roster. Uh, but Ember winning, I'm totally satisfied with that because she's my favorite NXT women's wrestler right now. So congrats to her. I agree, too. She's just got to stay healthy. Um, That's important. Uh, also, yeah, the shocker of the night. Yeah. Now, I, look, I'm still on the fence about this. Now, you, we can clarify this, but I have my thoughts. I was throwing it back with a couple of people as I was watching the match.
0: Mm-hmm. I think they changed the ending. I think Almas was was not supposed to win, but that injury happened pretty early in the match. This legit.
2: This well, is a legit arm injury. That's what I think. It is a, it is a very legit injury. there's a possibility, strong possibility that he may have tore his bicep. And taking a bicep is not a good thing, especially in WWE where they take you out for six months. That's yeah, automatic definitely. six months right there because uh, Scott Dawson uh, from the Revival tore his biceps five months ago and soon should be coming back. But when you tell a biceps, that derails a lot of plans. I, I, I get the, the conspiracy or the thought of the, them changing it, but I believe that he tore his biceps at the end of the match, where it was a planned finish. When he held onto the ropes too long, and as he went down, he didn't let go. And you can see, as he went down, he grabbed his arm instantly while he was getting pinned. So I think it was still planned that they wanted to shock the world and put made Almas the champion, which is weird, because I feel like it would be Drew McIntyre versus Adam Cole at Royal Rumble. I mean, the takeover at Royal Rumble. You know what? I, I, I can see that. You know, I can see. that. It's just that when I look at the match, and I'm still, like I said, I, I remember watching it. I just remember favoring the arm a little bit. I couldn't tell if it was a type of situation, but mm-hmm. I just thought that it, the way they went about, it, I just thought it was like at the end, like, okay, we gotta, we gotta. There's no way he can win and keep the belt because it would be another Finn Balor situation um, mm-hmm. where you just hold the belt for a day and then drop it. But I thought they were like, you know, let's let's do this on the fly. Let's give him the win because. Giving Almas the belt, yes, now it looks good on him because he has uh, Zelina Vega with him. But I just didn't see you give Drew McIntyre a short title reign for no reason. You know what I mean? Unless you unless you're, a no one did. to bring him up right away. No one did. But we knew, I mean, not we knew, but I, it was been in reports saying that Drew was going to go quicker than most NXT champions because he's already been through the main roster, he's going to NXT just to expose his brand and to also help NXT itself. So they already knew that he he had a short uh, shelf life in NXT to move to the main roster. But this quick, we did not, I did not expect that. But then again, with this injury, this does hold plans for him to be in there a little bit longer to, before even going to the main roster. Talk about Hideo but Tommy situation. That was a shock. Yeah, exactly. And that was a super shock to see him win. He he even sold it like he was socked over if, if, if it was planned, if it wasn't, he did a great acting job. And, again, Saluka Zelina Vega, a.k.a. Thea Trinidad, she really put over Almas, yes. um, like, huge. Remember, this yeah. guy was just losing to yeah, cars like at takeovers, at, like, regular matches. Mm-hmm. He was jobbing, and as soon as he gets... The Trinidad on his side, he just becomes his main event. Who rightfully so is like it just, she just man, man, he just magnified his presence, and he definitely exactly looks, looks, looks it. And that's really knows. what he was missing because they—they he had a mask when he first started. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tried different things with him, and I, I think this is the right one. And this is I'm not going to carry over very well once he gets called up to the main roster, because I, I mean he, them too. It just makes he, sense. He, coming from the mask, he came from. Uh, uh, of course, wrestling in Mexico, and he also was mes- wrestling in uh, New Japan with the same mask. So, it was actually, I thought it was, you know, kind of crazy they got him to not wear the mask for WWE, but they got him not to wear it, and look where he is now. And it's the 12th NXT championship, champion.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, that's
2: really how it goes. And now, um, I do want to switch gears, because like I said, amazing night for NXT. I think that's going to be something that's going to build going into the next takeover, which I think is in Philadelphia for uh, Royal, Rumble, Royal Rumble, the one before Royal mm-hmm. Rumble, so that should be a lot of fun. I'm actually thinking about making a trip down there for that one. Um, I actually have to disappointed, man. Never, just believe in the Triple H. Just believe in him, man. I Definitely do, and um, I don't know about believing in Triple H in terms of the main roster, because uh, Survivor Series. Surely before going into that, he, Triple H is such... One of the, it's, he's one of the greatest entertainers because when he does house shows he's a face when he's n x t he's face he goes to the main roster and he's a heel, and everyone just everyone wants him to be everywhere. I'm like he's like the only wrestler I've seen do that. just go switch from management mm. to wrestler, and no one cares like no one cares and it's believable <laughs> on every end
1: like you on know like end, oh he's believable.
2: a heel. But if you see more on the NXT, you're cheering, like, yeah, let's go, H, you're here, outside. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to see that. <laughs> I, I thought it was – no, it's definitely amazing. Um, I, I'm just looking at now – how about let's just start with the main event. Because that, that was the mm-hmm. big question of everybody. What were your thoughts with the way they lined everybody up? Because you knew that the certain spots they're going to be the you, The whole uh, Bullet Club thing, have Finn Balor and um, Nakamura going with each other for a little bit but do you feel like they either kind of watered down their performances and just had the guys like Kurt Angle and Triple H out there too long? Because these are the old guys. I didn't expect them to be out there that long. I did, and uh, I think people didn't notice that Triple H actually got injured um, in that match That um, to the fact that when Kurt Angle and John Cena was wrestling, it wasn't their um, spot to wrestle. It was supposed to be Triple H and John Cena. That's why if you watch it, it's a little bit weird how they're interacting. They're just doing the best they can with their spots. Mm. And because of the situation, you know. there, Exactly. So, yeah. uh, I just, I mean, here's the thing about the main event. Last year's main event, well, cold main events with Goldberg versus um, Brock Lesnar and the 5v5 men's match last year. The, vi- the 5v5 men's match last year was by far way better than the one that we just got. But this card was better than last year. So if it had a a men's match like last year onto this card, it probably would be one of the best Survivor Series match we had. But because the second half of the match was so – such a cluster – I don't want to say that word, but it's such a mess. It was so – the booking was bad. And I was like, why are you doing this? Like you overbooked yourself into a corner. Cause you want right. to make something so big that you didn't have to. Like they made Nakamura and Bobby Roode look like nothing, even though right, they yeah, had I a full like spot in the beginning. You had these two stars that that built up in under NXT that could be the next. Um, not just workers or the next star. They could Great. be the next stars for your guy. band. Yeah, yeah, main eventers for your brand. And you're making them look like nothing. Then again, it was Braun Strowman who put them right. out, and that is believable. But it just felt so quick. For them to do that for them to have at the end, these yeah, people. John Cena, Randy Orton, Shane McMahon, Kurt Angle, and Triple H. Well, a, let's be, to uh, be I fair, I was so weirded out by that. I was weirded yeah. out by it because it looked like very, it looked, it looked very old, but uh, uh, to be fair, I thought the way they handled Cena getting rid of him was pretty realistic.
1: It yeah. was just like, okay, got, let's,
2: yeah. They got Finn Balor to give him the quarter cool goal. I mean, that was cool. And they made uh, the two Olympic slams on him was cool. Him eliminating Joe, I predicted that was going to happen. But I thought there was going to be more sprinkled into the mix, you know, potential. I think Cena should put over Joe at uh, WrestleMania. That's just my personal opinion and give him a WrestleMania match that he's never had before on right. um, in this current crop of um, WWE superstars. But he just... Him and that was it. There was nothing crazy about it. Um, to see him and Randy Orton actually work together was kind of surreal and cool for a bit. Yeah, because you know they were bitter enemies, but forever. But I think they have reached that part where they're they're old. Let's be real. They are the old crowd now, and um, it's funny. They're the old guard, and then you got Kurt Angle and Triple H, who are the really old guard. <laughs> so it's look it looks funny having all of them in the ring, and then the fact that they're the last ones remaining. You know, I just thought that was too much. I'm honestly getting tired of Randy Orton trying to, you know, sell the RKO every single chance he gets. It's hey, gotten man. to the point where it's like, come on, man, it's too much. It's too Once much. you have a top five finish of all time, you can do whatever you want, <laughs> and he's going to get a pop. You're going to get a pop. And every he does. minute, every, every minute. in l- the ring. It's either a power slam, uh, uh, a DDT, or it's going to be a, a RKO. That's it, man. He don't want to work no hard. He don't wanna work hard anymore, man. He doesn't been in the business like, too long, man.
0: It, it, it bothers me a little bit, but
2: I, I get it. I get it from that stand. But he even said in a podcast recently that he wants to turn back heel because as a face, you know, he he has to look good. He has to be in crazy shape. And he's like, I'm thirty something mm-hmm. years old. I can't do it like that anymore. So it's. Yeah, you know, I guess these guys are starting to get old, and at the end of the day, I feel like they really missed the opportunity with the younger guys that just came into the came to the I roster did. and really pushed them. And I do not like that. It was such a cool moment. Um, I mean, they had a great moment, though. Let's not forget. I'm talking. What I'm, t- what, I'm t- what I'm criticizing is the second half of the match. The first half of the match was really cool to see. You've seen Finn Balor versus Cesky. Uh, hmm. As you see that, you're saying. Um, Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you're seeing like I said Finn Balor and Shinsuke, and then you're seeing right. the fact that they're seeing New Japan, they're seeing NXT, they're saying in the crowd they love it. And then you see Bobby Roode versus Triple H, which is one of the funniest things to see that everyone <laughs> is so hyped for it because it's like in, in nerd world, it's like in like your Flash, you see Earth yeah. One Triple H versus Earth Two Triple H.
1: You're I seeing like, father <laughs> and
2: son. you <laughs> it's such it's so funny because it's like in TNA this guy was having the same. The same things that he was doing, Triple, uh, Triple H was doing it at WWE, Bobby Roode was doing it at TNA or what he was doing it at NXT. So it was so fun right. to see them do uh, sp- spine busters right after each other and <laughs> both of them do their taunts. It was amazing to see, to see Joe and Randy Orton. And then it just fell into the... And I give, I, I give that more to Triple H. I think Triple H is really more in tune with what's going on social media-wise. Because a lot of stuff he does, does wrinkle into the um, the storylines of NXT a lot.
0: And I, mm-hmm. I don't
2: know, because I don't think Vince had anything to do with, with those little moments. I, I just don't think he cares. Nothing, no, nothing, nothing. nothing. They, I really don't believe that it, like, because they know that they come from NXT, but I don't, and, like, they acknowledge uh, Asuka's um, reign, right? But yeah. like, I don't believe they really acknowledge their feats like they were anything special or anything like that. So when you see these people come up... That's why the WWE uh, commentators and the managers they don't say anything too much about the NXT past. So it's it's weird to see that dynamic as well. Like to see Shinsuke and Triple H, and there's no like mm-hmm. handshake, no nothing. Because let's be honest, Triple H was their boss, and he was an actual mm-hmm. real boss, not the uh, kayfabe. So it was, right, it was right. interesting to see that dynamic. It definitely was, and like I said, the um the ending. Uh, you know, I just want to touch on that real quick. The decision to um. That awkward—it was just an awkward five minutes of, all right. Triple H, you know, attacks Kurt Angle, and he looks like, oh, he's gonna side with Shane. But then I'm thinking in the process of him helping Shane, I'm like, well, how, what does what does this make? You know, I just think... there was no way to make <laughs> sense out of that. <laughs> to make sense, to help people make sense, which I, I, like I said, I don't like the ending, but to help make sense of this, this is just the road to WrestleMania. That's all I can say. <laughs> it's the it's the start of the road to WrestleMania. Like, oh, today it's, it's Kurt Angle, they're setting up. Yeah, okay, I understand. But you use this platform. You could use a Raw. You could use the SmackDown. You could yeah. use the a, a B show like you know, Clash of Champions or something like that. But use Survivor Series where you could have put over your younger guys, but they did it. But not to dwell too much on the main event because the whole show actually, to me, was. Was a It uh, was a great show. It really wasn't a bad match. Because usually, you know, WWE have those bad matches. And they got them out the way with the pre-show. Like Enzo, Kalisto, Matt, Elias, uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus Bezango. They got that out the way. And they started off with a bang with New Day versus Shield, which was right. really, really good. A really good opener for... Um, it was fun to see the New Day as heels for one night. Oh, it was. Because they while. were heels, man. So we haven't seen that in a while. It, it like, oh, my they God, they were pretty good heels. They had great spots in that match. Then you had um, the five-way women's match. Hmm. Yeah, it was good and bad. <laughs> but the beginning was, Even how the main event had uh, the great beginning, bad ending. Yeah. It was the flip side for the women's match, which was bad beginning, good ending. I'm glad they made Asuka... Um, wipe out the two heels on the um, SmackDown side. Ooh, that was booking oh, that, that was needed. I, that was I great it was booking. A, it was a really good booking for Tamina to give her some more uh, relevance because she was basically the main powerhouse. But That was kind of weird, again, because they've always – I don't like when WWE does this, where they build somebody up for one night only. They they don't yeah. build them up for a month or nothing like that. They just say, yeah, Tamina, you're going to be facing N- Nia Jax because you know, you're the one that can beat her. But she hasn't beat anybody on, you know, SmackDown. So oh, it's Smackdown, like, yeah. uh, it doesn't compute. But it was cool <laughs> to see her. Yeah, you're right. It was cool to see her do that, you know, doing her talk for her father and doing all her moves, actually showcasing her moves. So, yeah, yeah that was, it was cool rare. That. Yeah, very wow. rare. Like, we don't see that at all. Now, I have to ask about this. This was, I still think the referee's fault. The the call, the, the pin call with the Naomi and Alicia Fox, it wasn't even a three count. Like I don't know if people it watched
1: was, that. It was not a, a
2: three count. It was a mixture of <laughs> I really believe that the referee hit the the three too hard on the mat, even though he should have yeah. like kicked out. And um Alicia stayed there too long. So uh, uh, yeah. but If you watch their whole sequence of them wrestling, it was just off. Like they just it couldn't get the on the hair right face. Was, in a way. It was, it was So down. I was like, Oh no, this is this isn't <laughs> good. This isn't good. And then that's why I'm glad Sasha just got in like, Sasha and Asuka really are, like, two of the best workers in WWE. I'm saying as a whole. Because they yeah. really saved the match. <laughs> they, it could have been way worse than it was, and then they saved the match. So I'm very appreciative of those two wrestlers. Um, then you had... I thought this was going to be a bathroom break, but it wasn't. Miz versus the Baron Corbin. It wasn't a bad match at all. It was, bad a, fun all. It was, was a, a fun I match. I was surprised. I was truly surprised at this. And they made both of I mean, look I, good. In my opinion, they did, they did. it made them both look realistic. Um, this I, you know, me of sorry, well, this reminded me of Roger Strong versus Bobby Roode when Roderick Strong had his wife outside in the uh, in the crowd, and you right. know Roger Strong's getting his offense, but Bobby wins. But the thing is, he does it while mocking him with his wife in president. and that's what Baron Corbin did, and that's what he should have done as a heel. And I'm glad that happened,
1: right. even though. And,
2: but I didn't not in real it's life. So weird but I'm glad that happened in wrestling world. But to have Miz be a face, it, it, that was weird for me. Cause I think the crowd was a little awkward about it. They didn't know, are we rooting for the Miz? Because, I mean, everyone hates Corbin. I think Corbin's done a hell of a job of being a hate guy. I am um, right, so I think it's easy for a person to root for the Miz because if you really think about it, Miz always gets a – he has a section in, like, any arena that always roots for him or always does like, when he does the yes kicks even though it's yeah. not his, it's clearly stolen, they all do yes. Because <laughs> they first started out saying no, and now they're all saying yes for it, and they're all doing all these things and rooting for him. So I kind of see how he can be the face in that situation. It's it's really incredible, but like I said, that was an interesting match. I thought they did a very good job. Well, this is just my opinion. The and Charlotte-Alexa Bliss match could have easily been a wash. Easily, easily. been a wash. Easily. But they and did a good job. Of making it realistic, of a of and, and again you, you gotta applaud, advantage. you gotta applaud Charlotte. She yeah. made it so that the fact that this girl that is the champion of her side can actually go toe to toe with her, like she mm-hmm. made it look like that. And I'm like I, I will always say Charlotte is the best women wrestler of all time. We're in that era of <sighs> just can't. like I know people don't ah. want to talk. Of course, you want to talk about Gail Kim. You can go with Trish Stratus. You can <laughs> go with Lita. You can go with Beth Phoenix. But the, I the, go with Kim not Kimbrough. All of them. It's not. She'll it's watch. not just. It's not just the skills I'm talking about, but the things that she does in the ring. The like when she was heel, for instance, that run of her being heel with, as a champion, 2016 was just amazing. Again, she was doing it with Sasha's face, and chu in her own right could be in the top five if, if you want to like have a conversation about that. But I give Charlotte, just for that match with Alexa Blish, like, so much credit for it because she made her look good. hmm And
1: yeah, then, I, of I, I course, the Usos that.
2: versus the... the Usos versus Sheamus and Zara, which, which was... was or, I, think, I think it's time that we can say that the Usos are the best tag team currently out right now. Currently out right now. Out right now. I, was, I, ho- I was waiting for you. I was going to you all the time. Oh, no, 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 right no, no, right no, no. I'm talking yeah, about so. currently. I'm talking about Curly right now. They are the okay. best, like... I haven't seen them have a botch. I haven't seen them, you know, be miscued. I haven't seen them just mess up on anything, like anything small, minor detail. They just perform flawlessly every time, and they create new things every match. Every big match, they have a new spot that they throw. Like the at the end right. where they did a, the double super kick, and um, Jimmy, or Jay, or something I get confused, <laughs> jumps out, tags him in, and does a... Uh, Uh, top rope suicida on uh, Cesaro. I mean, those guys are amazing, honestly. I agree. Cesaro and Sheamus are a great tag team. The fact that I never thought they would be such a great tag team. They are, in my opinion. They're one of my favorites. I always say that for every wrong that Vince does, he does something right. And Sheamus and uh, Cesaro as a team was the right thing that he did. Right. And I got to fast forward. Styles Mm -hmm. and Lesnar, that was an interesting match. A lot interesting, I there. thought it was I thought it was a great. I know it had a botch with the yeah. tornado DDT. I understand that, but mm-hmm. the story the story that they told throughout the whole match, given it was only a week's preparation, that was an amazing match for what they gave us. Mm-hmm. You had the small guy getting the for five minutes, and then AJ putting his offense in actually. Brock actually sold that the calf crusher better than anything he's ever done in the past three years. That's <laughs> I, very I true. Am so very serious. true. Like, i never seen him actually sell. He never sold Hell's Gig like that from Undertaker. But he <laughs> That's sold true. the calf crusher from uh, AJ Styles. And then what he did when he was bashing his head, that was a tremendous spot. It was so amazing. And hey, Styles, you got to get Styles a lot. Of crap. I can see him and Styles having that conversation, like, what am I going to do to get out of the calf crusher? Like, the bash is headed to the ground. I was like, you know, this is a little reckless. I it was that it was that. gave me a lot of trust it there. fit because he's the fighter. He's the beast. So he was like, no, just get off me. Get off me. And I'm like, I'm watching. I'm like, yes, the beast won. But this really showed why AJ Styles is the best wrestler in the company and potentially, like, the whole world. Like, yes. this match shows it. He's have had, he like, once I've seen them have a great match for it, with, I mean, I say great, a really good match with Jinder Mahal. I knew that he was going to have a great match with Brock Lesnar, and it showed on, on Sunday. All right. Now, we've got to wrap it up. we got to talk about Raw a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, let's. I I, I kind of want to figure this out because I'm still a little annoyed with the Roman Reigns, you know, getting <laughs> the title. I, I just don't why. Why are we giving him the Intercontinental title? We're basically handing him the Intercontinental Championship right now. And he's a Grand Slam champion, and the guy right. in my opinion so a lot So, you remember last year, last year they gave are like, you know what, we can't make you go for the title just yet. So, we're going to yeah. give you, like, a, a little uh, roadblock and stuff like So, let's give you a United States champion. They're right. literally doing that right now and putting the IC. But the thing is, which is better than last year because people were booing him crazy last year. They actually gave him a mild cheer for it now. Like Of course, we know it's because of the Shield, yeah, which was a great idea for them to put Roman over more. But I believe they just gave it to him, like, you know, let's give him the Grand Slam, and let's just give him something to do until WrestleMania season, which is, you know, February, March, until, you know, building up to Brock. So, I mean, I personally have a problem with it. Roman haters, of course they're going to, but there wasn't that much Romans. Like, when he uh, said, let's have a match tonight, and let's put, a, um, put up the IC title they were actually caring for him to actually go for the title, which if this was last year or even two, three months ago, he would have been booed at the building. Right. So it's it's weird to see – not weird. I mean, it's actually, for me, good to see that Roman's actually getting more pops this time than actual boos. It's a very different atmosphere. And now you got the whole fallout with the whole Braun Strowman situation, Kurt Angle. Uh, you see a setup here, right? You see a couple of things happening from from everything that happened at Survivor Series. Yeah. Well, I mean He didn't explain why, though. which was yeah. I, I believe he was doing it as in, like, I just want to be the winner. I want to be the guy who did it, not Kurt Angle. I, I guess he wanted to take his glory. I mean, that's what I'm trying to assume so. But, uh, yeah, they are building and shaping up of Triple H versus Kurt Angle. Um, I'm still yeah. interested in wanting to see what Braun Strowman does. Uh, we've seen I don't know why they put Finn versus Joe on Raw and it was a good match match, even though you know Samoa won that's a classic match that they can have for Royal Rumble or the next Raw pay-per-view and also you got Paige back tonight which was I forgot that she could have came back last week so I completely forgot I was oblivious to see her come (laughs) back but she came back with Sonya Deville and Manny Rose and it's so weird because like is there anybody else that I could bring up? But I get it because they're enforcers. I thought that she would have brought up Peyton Royce or Billy Kaye, but I mean, and Billy Kaye, Kay, but they didn't. It's, you know, I thought about that too with the whole, like, you know, but, but I don't know. I, I feel like they could have done a lot with Billy Kaye, Peyton Royce, they like Australia, but they could have lost that with Emma. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of confusion when it comes to it, but like I said, have to have Paige back. You bring bringing new blood because they need to mix it up with that women's division. It's the same people all the time. It just, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with that for right now. But, yeah, um, we'll it, it kind of. It was funny to me because I'm like, this is like the undisputed era of the women's division now. Yeah, without question, yeah, they have the. They just beating everybody up because they beat up Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Sasha Banks. I don't know if they're trying to make Alexa look a little bit more face now, but. Uh, they just defeated all the baby faces in the ring, and they beat up, like I said, Alexa Bliss. So they just want to be the, anti- the anti-diva crew. I think that's what they're called. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what goes on from that. Let's see. See how the crowd responds. I mean, it's still really, You know, people haven't forgotten about certain things that happened. They but, uh, haven't, but they were saying, "Wait, welcome back!" And even though this is the first night, they were screaming, "Welcome back!" So we'll see how this goes. Definitely. Now, before you go, I got to get your opinion mm-hmm. on this. I know you're a big View Japan wrestling fan. I'm not a, Omega. I, I mean, I, I am not a huge, huge fan. Actually, maybe I am. But I do, do. catch up and I do. I, I make sure that I know the current events, what goes on mm-hmm. over there. Yeah. What makes you a fan is that you watch it live. When it's on at odd hours, that makes you a fan. When yes, when but <laughs> when it's like the major matches, like I don't watch like just the regular, like the Raw versus. You know if they have like the weekly. No, I watch the pay per views, and if it's a, right. a credible main event, I'll, I would watch it live. Yes, yes. I'll wake up okay. four o'clock in the morning and watch it. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah that's I'm a point. fan. Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, thanks for so. Yeah. As a fan, Chris mm-hmm. Jericho returns to Japan and challenges Omega. For his Amazing. title, your thoughts at first, for the whole ro- the wrestling world went, went nuts, you know. You know, um, what is when that's you know? when he says, Drink it in, man. This is the exact exact moment that he should like. <laughs> he, it's just so crazy, and it's I'm not trying to ramble on too long, but he said that he's never wrestling outside of WWE, and he did, and he's wrestling with the person who people, you know, regard as the the best wrestler in the world, along with uh, Okada and AJ Styles. Okada is another person in New Japan. And Mm -hmm. to see this person who's got a a trilogy, who who was was just up there with, you know, Flair and Steamboat to see they're both from Canada as well. And they're both great in their respective eras, great wrestlers in their eras. So to see that combined, especially on Japanese soil, not in America, you know, to see in Japanese. So I know people are mad that it's not WWE, but the thing is, they cleared it. Mm-hmm. They to see Jericho over there, and you know, I think it's going to be a great thing, a great visual eyes for both WWE and New Japan. And I kind of like that. I think a lot of people were saying that, oh, he did this behind Vince McMahon's back. He said he even came out in an interview and said that Vince mm-hmm. knew about it. He was the first person he told about it. And mm-hmm. it's a, it's a respect thing. He, I, eventually, he's going to come back to WWE. Um, will we bring Omega with him? That's my question for you. Uh, no. Okay. Oh, uh, the way that they do the contracts now, especially ever since AJ Styles left on the dime, especially, and um, Shinsuke and the club, they made new contracts saying that they cannot leave until uh, January, and they have to show that they're staying there for another year. They don't do... Only people, only certain people can do a one-year deals, and Kenny can do a one-year deal, but he's already booked to do New Japan and RA stuff in April, I believe. So, okay. I mean, unless I, it's like a 90% chance he's not leaving, unless there's some loophole in the contract for him to leave. But um, Jericho will be the second person I've seen in his modern era to do Wrestle Kingdom, which is WrestleMania in Japan, and to do he can possibly do WrestleMania. Uh, that would be an amazing feat because AJ Styles was the other person who did that. Definitely something. So there's a lot to look forward to in the world of wrestling. Um, links, as always, thank you very much. This is a lot here. And I want to keep all of it. It, it was great. But uh, it was a great breakdown. And I'll definitely hear from you, hopefully, in the future and whatever is happening in wrestling. So definitely follow him at Mad Links on Twitter. And he has every update imaginable. So thanks again, man. That's yeah, I'm gonna take a nap so I can watch another New Japan show in the next four hours. So yeah, let me get, let me get my no problem, down. no problem, right. man. You have a good one.
0: I once again I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, this was the special breakdown of Survivor Series and War Games for WWE. Uh, keep tuning in for that to see if anything that we said does come true. Uh, once again, another thanks to uh, Lincoln Ricketts for coming on the show and just giving us his thoughts a very, very extensive break in, uh, breakdown of everything that was going on. Um, I enjoyed it. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Keep tuning into the show. Check out MrEaston.net SportsSocialPod.com for more information. Until next time, everyone, have a good one. And also, as always, Happy Thanksgiving.